Always Crashing the Podcast is 100% a talk show for the on-demand internet age. Tim Notary is 100% a real person and a work of fiction. This is a show about fiction, non-fiction, reality, and surreality. It is not mine, it is yours. Sir, what if a writer is attempting to create a story where nothing much happens, where people don't change, they don't have any epiphanies, they struggle and are frustrated and nothing is resolved? More a reflection of the real world. The real world? Yes, sir. The real fucking world. First of all, you write a screenplay without conflict or crisis, you'll bore your audience to tears. Secondly, nothing happens in the world? Are you out of your fucking mind? People are murdered every day. There's genocide, war, corruption. Every fucking day, somewhere in the world, somebody sacrifices his life to save somebody else. Every fucking day, someone somewhere takes a conscious decision to destroy someone else. People find love. People lose it. For Christ's sake, a child watches a mother beaten to death on the steps of a church. Someone goes hungry. Somebody else betrays his best friend for a woman. If you can't find that stuff in life, then you, my friend, don't know crap about life. And why the fuck are you wasting my two precious hours with your movie? I don't have any use for it. I don't have any bloody use for it. Okay, thanks. Music. They say you turn around, you make the music go back, and you hear Satan speaking. You make the music go back. is a solemn warning to all young people who listen to rock and roll and heavy metal music. Satan knows he only has a short time to deceive the earth, so he's using music as his antichrist tool to deceive the masses. You make the music go back, you hear Satan speaking. I'm finally beginning to unravel a bizarre and fiendish plot designed by Satan's antichrist system to corrupt pervert and ultimately enslave the youth of this generation. Another one buys the dust. You make the music go back, you hear Satan speaking. Satan's satanic takeover of our youth through rock music. You make the music go back, you hear Satan speaking. All rock music is dangerous. I want to tell you that today, even some of the mellow stuff that doesn't sound like it has anything in it that could be deceptive or even misleading. I started asking God, can you show me how he's doing it? I wanted to have proof positive. Now, Queen has a song called Another One Bites the Dust. We have the same reaction the first service. The kids went, oh, no, not Queen. Not Another One Bites the Dust. Another One Bites the Dust. All 
keeps getting hired for some reason, and it's not because of his hair. I don't know. If I was in 70 films over 30 years and I spent each one talking at random volumes, I might accidentally win an Oscar. I think our opinions about pop culture are fed to us by machines designed to criminalize human Good autonomy. Good one. Dear God. Okay. Oh, stand right. Give him space. Nicholas Cage, good or bad? Challenge, certainly, but not insolvable because all actors have distinct values, which I use to find answers. Abed, how much Nicolas Cage did you get? Enough! I watched enough to find <laughs> the answers <laughs> because this, this is my reality. This is how I learned to be, and my being doesn't allow for Nicolas freaking Cage, okay? Oh, yeah! <laughs> Yeah! Oh! 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 I'm a cat. I'm a sexy cat. This is my reality. 
consider yourselves to be musicians? Musicians? Nah. We're the Amadat Nostanailing. isn't what are we going to do the question is what aren't we going to do come on man let's go break the law to fill your primitive needs finding from us this evening one more copyright nightmare for the music industry motherfucker come here i think we need to open our minds some more because what is your problem i got to say on this joint I hear so many people say we don't do it the way we do it. Don't shit my face. What you need to do, why not focus on it? Alright, let's do it the way we need to do it now. Why? Copyright. Leave the past. Can we talk about it first? Copyright. Rats in the front room, vocals in the back, thuggies in the alley with the 
all that. I tried to get away, but I couldn't get far. Cause I'm mad with the girl that repossessed my car. Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> it's like a trouble sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under and under and under and under. It's like a trouble sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under and under and under. from now you'll be standing around a posh cocktail party congratulating yourself on how you spent an entire weekend locked in a room with an asshole from Hollywood for your art. I am pathetic. I am a loser. So, what is the substance of writing? I have failed. I am panicked. First, I have sold out. I am worthless. Last, I... Uh, what the fuck am I doing here? What the fuck am I doing here? Fuck. It is my weakness, my ultimate lack of conviction that brings me here. Easy answers, wounds to shortcut yourself to success. And here I am, because my jaunt into the abyss brought me nothing. Well, isn't that just the risk one takes for attempting something new? I should leave here right now. I'll start over. I need to face this project head on. And God help you if you use voiceover in your work, my friends. God help you. It's flaccid, sloppy writing. Any idiot can write voiceover narration to explain the thoughts of a character. Okay, that's it. One hour from lunch. Hey, this is a rock and roll museum. You guys don't belong in here. <laughs> 1974 is the year that they are now planning for sex on the streets in every major city from coast to coast. And get ready for a shot. The music that they're planning to use to crumble the morals of America is this rotten, filthy, dirty, lewd, lascivious junk for rock and roll. It isn't just the lyrics, it's the beat. Ceremony hanging around. We got to get down, rock it out from this shaky ground. Come on and spread out your heart and body, move everywhere. Let's see you people laughing, people punching out in the air. Get down to the hip hop, a beep hop, a doo wop. You hear the sound, it's all coming to ya. I wanna get ya, I wanna teach ya. I'm gonna get this beat to hit ya. Get down to big time illusion, like all the rest. Come on and jump it, jump it, fuck that feeling, give all the best.
that burning power been an hour flashing your life it's just a letting my heart and pain that we're giving out that's what the 20th century is all about get down now you hear the sound, it's all coming to ya I wanna reach ya, I wanna beat ya I wanna get to speed to each ya Get down to big time illusion, step into time Come on and rock it, sock it, just jump on it Love this divine What's the problem? This is 1980. Can't you afford a fucking haircut? I love disco, and I hear it's making a comeback. Disco music. Some about you. We are looking at you. Oh, whatever. Baby. She's looking at me. Baby. Dedicate to all the kids. Girl. 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 I don't have no trouble with you me, but I have a little problem with you not me. Baby, you know I'm going to take care of you, because you said you got my baby, and I know it ain't true. Is it a good thing? No, it's bad. For good or worse, make you switch. So I walk on over with my crystal. Put away your pistol. Dirty won't be having that in this house, because I'll cripple your style. Now that you heard my charming voice, you couldn't get another Gucci won't get moist. If you want to look good and not be bummy, girl, you better give me that money. Recognize I'm a fool and you love me. None of you know. Better look at me funny. You know my name now. Give me my money.
mentioned he was my friend and also a legend. You guys liked that, didn't you? Did we ever get to meet him? Yeah. No, actually, he's dead. Fuck me, huh? Fuck yeah. Eminent. Oh, but if this was a real story, he would likely have been fornicating the Dark Lord himself. What did you do? You brought your own mind games with you. Dreary old paranoias. You had to make it a bad trip. War clouds gather, storm of the vultures, flash through the guards in a dirty pair of trainers, night breeze hunters, packs of hyenas, proud rat London like rats in the sewers, all fangs glisten, plague of the demons, stalking the streets while the whole world's sleeping, dinosaur footprints, dawn of the caveman, walk barefoot on this bloodstained pavement, spawn of the reaper, birth of Omega, in the realms of a traitor, trails of a blazer, tracks of a Sasquatch, shook on these streets like please with no backup, the 13th apostle, staircase moguls, heat up the scene like an active volcano, iron blade villains, profiles crimson, burn from within, in the flames of my wisdom, dance of a pagan, chains of a victim, move through the heat like a fox and its vixen, quest of addiction, shadow of a nightmare, harrowing darkness, overpowers light Heroines and heroes, crash child chemistry. Love on these streets is like life in a cemetery. Born in a bloodbath, after my therapist, trapped in myself, awaiting experiments. David and Goliath, the mouse and the elephant, the force and the giants, the world and its elements. Darkness and light, the two are in everything. The pain scarred deep. I need some more sedatives. Sit on my pillowcase, waiting a red cloud, wearing a nightgown, torn by a counterfeit. Son of a dead throne. In the candlelight, sit by my side and then blow out the smoke clouds. Tis on my pillowcase, waging a red cloud. Wearing a nightgown, fought by a counterfeit. Son of a dead throw, lost in the candlelight. Sit by my side and then blow out the smoke clouds. Holy stone crows and morphed cold, the unknown. Death walk the main road is the slow way home. Lost souls who reached out and faced evil. Force-filled and broken trust Faithless in the depths of a devil's darkness Pray you harness the light and grasp it Take charge of the magic carpet Fake God shouldn't challenge a stock it I'm aching for Armageddon And break the chains of a modern caveman Head locked in an iron mask Stunting my growth, my face covered in a broken glass Half my chances and stop till my bones show Then threw myself through a window Brain showered in a glimmer of hope here The general of dope's gone clear More tears on my pillowcase It's all too much Wipe the tears from my face and look up to find God Tears on my pillowcase Waging a red cloud Wearing a nightgown Fought by a counterfeit Son of a dead clone Locked in the candlelight Sit by my side and then blow out the smoke cloud Tears on my pillowcase Waging a red cloud Wearing a nightgown Fought by a counterfeit Son of a dead clone Locked in the candlelight Sit by my side and then blow out the smoke cloud <laughs> 
Ladies and gentlemen, we are at war. We know the circumstances. Round the troops up. To go raggedy, but pay billions of dollars and cents for information and strategy. Meanwhile, millions of casualties are seen as mere formalities, and that's where the challenge be decreasing the fatalities. To stop human finality, we got a man in the front lines and prove that when society combines, he shines. You wanna kill, kill racism. A man's a different color than you, but you still gotta be in the same place with him, say grace with him. And that's half the problem right there global self destruction over the shit we don't share. So, soldiers, throw your hands in the air if you're feeling me. And let's bomb the ignorant with the heavy artillery. We Now 
that we got that straight, it's time to move on. I don't train for sprints, I train for marathons. A long haul, we built for this. It's proven every year more people cop our shit. The point I'm getting at, we building an army. Couldn't thank them enough, for real, I feel strongly. Right now we parked in a comfortable spot. By 2004, we out to own the whole lot. Out for the top, to settle for less is short change. So we keep our heads with us as there's more to gain. And with war is pain, so we roll the dice. It's all for the love, but some pay the ultimate price. Check it out, Jay. for some pink noise. Again recorded at a level of minus 20 dB. No doubt. Y'all care anymore about this hip-hop man? 
I mean, I mean, how far will you punk motherfuckers go for 15 seconds of fame? Microwave popcorn ass niggas? Yeah, we give you much more. Yo, I wanna take you to a gay bar. I wanna take you to a gay bar. I wanna take you to a gay bar, gay bar, gay bar. you say that to all the boys. We're not bad for four aging queens, are we? Really, what do you think? All this faggy rap going on, you commercial, I hurt you. Hey, 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 you little premature ejaculations. Listen to me for a second. 
fuck off. I'm gonna dye my hair black. I'm generally reticent to discuss the books that a film is adapted from in a piece because I shouldn't necessarily care for how a film measures up against the book it was based on. By that I mean a book and a film must stand on their own within their respective art forms. A film not rigidly adhering to a novel structure does not inherently make a film worse. In some cases it makes the film better, even if it has to adjust the story for the medium. I've, after all, said similar things in my Azkaban and Scott Pilgrim pieces. I spew all of this grandiloquent diatribe to say plainly, what the f am I supposed to do now? Adaptation is the 2002 film directed by Spike Jones with a screenplay by Charlie and Donald Kaufman, the latter of whom does not exist anywhere in our corporeal reality other than this film, and yet he was nominated for an Academy Award that year, though they lost to the pianist, and that screenplay was adapted from the book The Orchid Thief by Susan Orlean. Like, were they going to give Charlie two Oscars if he won? Because, like, I'm pretty sure the front of my screenplays are going to look uh, like this from now on. Just saying. It stars Nicolas Cage in dual roles as both Charlie and Donald Kaufman, Meryl Streep as real-life author Susan Orlean, Chris Cooper as Anomaly Challenge, John LaRoche, Brian Cox as legendary creative writing instructor Robert McKee, who McKee himself requested play him in the role, and Tilda Swinton as Valerie Thomas, who hires Kaufman to write the screenplay, and I, I honestly don't know if she's real or not. I looked around, but like, there's, there's like a lot of Valerie Thomases in the world. To say the film defies existing tradition or form within the medium is like saying LeBron James is a credit to his second grade boys basketball team at Roger Sterling Elementary School in Buzzard Roost, Ohio, real city. The book is a beautiful meditation on longing, obsession, and passion and the subtleties that exist between those words. The most fascinating thing about the film is seeing directly inside the panic attack that Charlie Kaufman is having as he's trying to adapt the novel into a film. The book offers no answers to complex situations and problems. We are simply given a glimpse into the microcosmic life of a quirky-ass dude who steals flowers from the Fakahatchee State Preserve of Florida. So while the film starts out with a firm adherence to the source material and Charlie's life as he's adapting it, as further plot beats emerge needing to exist for the film to have a structure, Charlie invents an entirely new story that goes further and further off the rails, ultimately culminating in a climax straight out of a Tony Scott film exemplified in the following themes. Longing, obsession, passion. He created a movie that makes you feel the things the book makes you feel by crafting a story about crafting the story from a book with no story. And I don't mean no story in the way you may have taken that. I mean, this is no story for a film. A New Yorker writer's novel about what might appear on the outside to be an obsession, but the more the author is exposed to it, it suddenly transforms into a passion. Because what is the difference between obsession and passion? And the answer is perspective. And drugs! You see, you see what I mean? How do you even pick a starting point? Start right before life begins on the planet. All is lifeless. And then life, life begins. No, not that. And it's like a battle between motors and horses. Like technology versus horse. Yes, more that. Actually, I know exactly where to start because trying to find the perspective to tackle this episode from, I went through a similar writer's block trying to wrangle a movie this expansive into a piece for my show. It's just an internet video celebrating a film that a lot of people want you to offer them new perspectives on. They love you for that. But do they though? 
Like, who the f*** am I to try and disentangle the intricate structure and thematic tension of a film from one of the greatest screenwriters that has ever lived? If Charlie Kaufman watched your show, you would think you're a pedantic lunatic that manipulates the audience with manufactured sentimentality. But it isn't manufactured. It's amazing that so many people relate to my perspective on film. That has meaning, doesn't it? God, I want to pop there. The most surface level aspect of the film to get into is the performances because they are, across the board, absurdly good. Here's a sentence you won't be hearing again in your lifetime. Nicolas Cage puts on a performance so nuanced and clever that you kind of don't notice how absurdly good that it is. All of the scenes with Charlie and Donald show us how two different individuals react with an entirely different palette of emotions. They don't stand the same, they don't talk the same, and they are two distinctly real two and different people. Distinct Just watch and their unique individual people with the different, you know, we stand differently and we act differently and we react differently? I think so, Terry. I think we, I think we're pretty, pretty unique, identical cousins. So, award season is up on us. We will we will receive two different awards. Timmy, who's going to play me in the in the movie version of our life? Oh, I was thinking it would be me. I would play you. Oh, who's that going to who's going to play you? Uh, I think Don Cheadle. Oh, I, I that that's an odd choice. Maybe Holly Hunter? It seems like you, why don't we just get Nick Cage to do both of us? Oh, that's a good idea. He already did that, though. Well, I, right, he could do it again. Oh, okay. Well, let's go back to the rest. Don't call it a comeback. I'll have hair for years. I'm scared. I'm scared that my abilities are gone. I'm scared that I'm going to fuck this up. And I'm scared of you. I don't want to start, but I will. This is an invocation for anyone who hasn't begun, who's stuck in a terrible place between zero and one. Let me realize that my past failures at follow-through are no indication of my future performance. They're just healthy little fires that are going to warm up my ass. If my FILDI is strong, let me keep him in a velvet box until I really, really need him. If my FILDI is weak, let me feed him oranges and not let him gorge himself on ego and arrogance. Let me not hit up my Facebook like it's a crack pipe. Keep the browser closed. If I catch myself wearing a tutu, too fat, too late, too old, let me shake it off like a donkey would shake off something it doesn't like. And when I get that feeling in my stomach, you know, the feeling when all of a sudden you get a ball of energy and it shoots down into your legs and up into your arms and tells you to get up and stand up and go to the refrigerator and get a cheese sandwich, that's my cheese monster talking. And my cheese monster will never be satisfied by cheddar, only the cheese of accomplishment. Let me think about the people who I care about the most and how when they fail or disappoint me, I still love them, I still give them chances, and I still see the best in them. Let me extend that generosity to myself. Let me find and use metaphors to help me understand the world around me and give me the strength to get rid of them when it's apparent they no longer work. Let me thank the parts of me that I don't understand or are outside of my rational control, like my creativity and my courage. And let me remember that my courage is a wild dog. It won't just come when I call it. I have to chase it down and hold on as tight as I can. Let me not be so vain to think that I'm the sole author of my victories and a victim of my defeats. Let me remember that the unintended meaning that people People project onto what I do is neither my fault or something that I can take credit for. Perfectionism may look good in his shiny shoes, but he's a little bit of an asshole and no one invites him to their pool parties. Let me remember that the impact of criticism is often not the intent of the critic, 
But when the intent is evil, that's what the block button's for. And when I eat my critique, let me be able to separate out the good advice from the bitter herbs. But a big impact on the idea is more than a small impact. Let me not think of my work only as a stepping stone to something else. And if it is, let me become fascinated with the shape of the stone. Let me take the idea that has gotten me this far and put it to bed. What I'm about to do will not be that will be something. There's no need to sharpen my pencils anymore. My pencils are sharp enough. Even the dull ones will make a mark, warts and all. Let's start this shit up. resolution she does finally get to see it though she leaves that encounter unfulfilled as well because it cannot possibly live up to her monumental expectations of the event as laid out in the book to begin to begin how to start i'm hungry i should get coffee coffee would help me think but i should write something first then reward myself with coffee Coffee and a muffin. Okay, so I need to establish the themes. Maybe banana nut. That's a good muffin. And I think Susan Orlean deserves an extra special high five because when she read this screenplay for the first time, she was understandably confused, saying they had to get my permission, and I just said, no, are you kidding? This is going to ruin my career. Very wisely, they didn't really pressure me. They told me that everybody else had agreed, and I somehow got emboldened. It was certainly scary to see the movie for the first time. It took a while for me to get over the idea that I had been insane to agree to. But I love the movie now. And the flowers are just back to the beginning. How did this flower get here? If not for this brave woman, we never would have gotten this odd extravagance. I should infer from analogy that probably all the organic beings which have ever lived on this earth have descended from some one primordial form into which life was first breathed. It is a journey of evolution, adaptation, the journey we all take, the journey that unites each and every one of us. Darwin writes that we all come from the very first single-cell organism. Yet here I am. And there's LaRoche. There's Orlean. And there's the ghost orchid. All trapped in our own bodies, in moments in history. That's it. 
That's what I need to do. Tie all of history together. Start right before life begins on the planet. All is lifeless. And then like life begins um, with organisms, those little single cell ones. Oh, and it's before sex, because like everything was asexual. Uh, from there, we go to bigger things, jellyfish. And then that fish that got legs on it and crawled out onto land. And then we see, you know, like um, uh, dinosaurs. And then they're around for a long, long time. And then and then a an asteroid comes and, and flork. The insects, the ascended mammals, the primates, monkeys. The simple monkeys, the, the old-fashioned monkeys giving away to the new monkeys, whatever, and then apes, whatever, and, and man. Then we see the whole history of human civilization, hunting and gathering, farming, war, love, religion, heartache, disease, loneliness, technology. And we bring it all the way to this moment in history and end with Susan Lee in her office at the New Yorker writing about flowers and bang, the movie begins. This is great. This is the breakthrough I've been hoping for. It's never been done before. as I am joined now by the divine Miss T, our Lord and Savior, King of the Jews. Uh, am I leaving anything out? Brilliant, great. Don't push it. Donald Trump, you have had a busy few days. Uh, G7 meetings, ongoing trade wars with China, bedbugs. Fake news. Let's see, you also sent out a controversial tweet saying that you are the King of Israel and uh, told a group of reporters that you are the chosen one. How you doing? You okay? The news about me is largely phony. Mr. Not My President, you're acting quite bizarre. Ruling like a loon behind your Twitter avatar. Of all your recent antics, this latest one's a pearl. Now it seems you think you're God. Okay. Whatever, girl. Your crazies on full display. Wish you'd just go away. Take a vacay, hun. I hear that Greenland's nice this time of year. Dreaming of walls while the stock market falls. And now you're shaming the Jews. You say you're the chosen one, and I know what you mean. Chosen by the Russian Kremlin in 2016. When will this maniacal messiah complex pass? I hereby order you to get your head out of your ass and just keep selling us lies and attacking allies. Go on, you king of fake news. It's fake news. It's disgusting fake news. Uh, I read a front page story in the Washington Post. You're making no sense, bitch. Why are you still talking? It's making me nauseous. Everything you say is bullshit. Yes, everything's lies. I don't think anybody's done more than me. Close your mouth, close your mouth, and delete all your socials tonight. The president has said he is the king of the Jews. The second coming of God, the chosen one. He's not really interested in helping mankind. When it comes to Bible study, he's way behind. He can't walk on water or give sight to the blind. But he can change a falsehood to a fact with his mind. When they crucify him in the news, he starts tripping. 
he kinda speaks in tongues when his denture starts flipping. Cheeto Christ, Cheeto Christ, he's like if Jesus were pumpkin spice. Cheeto Christ, stupid czar, that tangerine colored commissar. Wow, he prefers profanity to biblical psalms. But he can stop a hurricane with nuclear bombs. Ooh. He's praised by his disciples, though they've all been misled. And somehow he brought Mitch McConnell back from the dead. Ew. He golfs on Sunday, so at church he's not in attendance. And he makes 25 seem like the Christmas of amendment. He calls himself the second coming, I would have done. But according to these porn stars, he could not even come once. Don't you get it wrong? Don't you get it wrong? Don't you get it wrong? What do you want now? Don't get it wrong. Cheeto Christ, Cheeto Christ. He's like if Jesus were pumpkin spice. Cheeto Christ, stupid are that tangerine colored. I think I'm doing a great job. Don't you get it wrong? Don't you get it wrong? Let me hear you sing now. Don't get it wrong. Clearly.